Hi, it's Nudie, and you're listening to Reading Books with Nudie. This episode is a special Christmas bonus episode. We're going to hear a Christmas story and a jingle and maybe even a Christmas song. Mm, so exciting. All right, here's a reminder. I need ideas on what book to read next, okay? I have gotten one idea and I need more. Just, you know, see what you guys think. What's your favorite book? Send it to me. I also need jingles. I have one from a listener so far and one from me, which I'm still working on. It's going to be a bit long. It's a lot, you know. We need more jingles. People, help. I'm so sorry I missed last week. I feel terrible for doing that. I'd been camp last week and I was super tired. Like, I was dropping dead in, in, in class. Uh, my voice had disappeared due to a cold and I just didn't have enough time that weekend. It was just, woo, it was... Thank you for understanding, though. Um, special shout out to my parents, uh, my mom and dad. Today is their 18th anniversary. Oh, that means they've been married for 18 years. Wow. I'm so thankful for both of them. All right. So here's how this episode is going to work. First, we're going to read a public domain story, one that has no copyright. Then we're going to hear a Christmas song. It's going to be the 12 days of Christmas, in case you want to look up the lyrics and sing along later. And then we're going to hear Christmas jingle, or poem. Phew, that's a lot. All right, let's get started. First up, the story. It's called Tilly's Christmas. I'm using my Kindle to read it. So, Tilly's Christmas by Louisa May Alcott. Source, Aunt Joe's Scrap Bag, Volume 1, My Boys and Other Stories. I'm so glad tomorrow is Christmas because I'm going to have lots of presents. So am I glad, though I don't expect any presents but a pair of mittens. And so am I, but I shan't have any presents at all. As the three little girls trudged home from school, they said these things, and as Tilly spoke, both the others looked at her with pity and some surprise, for she spoke cheerfully, and they wondered how she could be happy when she was so poor she could have no presents on Christmas. "'Don't you wish you could find a purse full of money right here in the, in the path?' said Kate, the child who was going to have lots of presents. "'Oh, don't I, if I could keep it honestly?' and Tilly's eyes shone at the very thought. "'What would you buy?' asked Bessie, rubbing her cold hands and longing for her mittens. "'I'd buy a pair of large warm blankets and a load of wood, a shawl for Mother, and a pair of shoes for me. "'And if there was enough left, I'd give Bessie a new hat, and then she needn't wear Ben's old felt one,' answered Tilly. "'The girls laughed at that, but Bessie pulled the funny hat over her ears and said she was much obliged, but she'd rather have candy.' Let's look, and maybe we can find a purse. People are always going about with money at Christmas time, and someone may lose it here, said Kate. So as they went along the snowy road, they looked about them, half in earnest, half in fun. Suddenly Tilly sprang forward, explaining, I see it, I found it. The others followed, but all stopped, disappointed. For it wasn't a purse, it was only a little bird. It lay upon the snow with its wings spread and feebly fluttering, as if too weak to fly. Its little feet were benumbed with cold, its once bright eyes were dull with pain, and instead of a blithe song, it could only utter a faint chirp, now and then, as if crying for help. "'Nothing but a stupid old robin! How provoking!' cried Kate, sitting down to rest. 
I shan't touch it. I found one once and took care of it, and the ungrateful thing flew away the minute it was well, said Bessie, creeping under Kate's shawl and putting her hands under her chin to warm them. Poor little birdie. How pitiful he looks and how glad he must be to see someone coming to help him. I'll take him up gently and carry him home to mother. Don't be frightened, dear. I'm your friend. And Tilly knelt down in the snow, stretching her hand to the bird with the tenderest pity in her face. Kate and Bessie laughed. Don't stop for that thing. It's getting late and cold. Let's go on and look for the purse, they said, moving away. You wouldn't leave it to die, cried Tilly. I'd rather have the bird than the money, so I shan't look any more. The purse wouldn't be mine, and I should only be tempted to keep it. But this poor thing will thank and love me, and I'm so glad I came in time. Gently lifting the bird, Tilly felt its tiny cold claws cling to her hand, and saw its dim eyes brain as it nestled down with a grateful chirp. Now I've got a Christmas present after all, she said, smiling, as they walked on. I always wanted a bird, and this one will be such a pretty pet for me. He'll fly away the first chance he gets and die anyhow, so you'd better not waste your time over him, said Bessie. He can't pay you for taking care of him, and my mother says it isn't worthwhile to help folks that can't help us, added Kate. My mother says, do as you'd be done by, and I'm sure I'd like anyone to help me if I was dying of cold and hunger. Love your neighbor as yourself is another of her sayings. This bird is my little neighbor, and I'll love him and care for him as I often wish our rich neighbor would love and care for us, answered Tilly, breathing her warm breath over the benumbed bird who looked up at her with confiding eyes, quick to feel and know a friend. What a funny girl you are, said Kate, caring for that silly bird and talking about loving your neighbor in that sober way. Mr. King doesn't care a bit for you and never will, though he knows how poor you are, so I don't think your plan amounts to much. I believe it, though, and shall do my part. Anyway, good night. I hope you'll have a merry Christmas and lots of pretty things, answered Tilly as they parted. Her eyes were full, and she felt so poor as she went on alone toward the little old house where she lived. It would have been so pleasant to know that she was going to have some of the pretty things all children love to find in their full stockings on Christmas morning and pleasanter still to have been able to give her mother something nice. So many comforts were needed, and there was no hope of getting them, for they could barely get food and fire. Never mind, Bertie, we'll make the best of what we have, and be merry in spite of everything. You shall have a happy Christmas anyway, and I know God won't forget us if everyone else does. She stopped a minute to wipe her eyes and lean her cheek against the bird's soft breast, finding great comfort in the little creature, though it, though it could only love her nothing more. See, mother, what a nice present I have found, she cried, going in with a cheery face that was like sunshine in the dark room. I'm glad of that, dearie, for I haven't been able to get my little girl anything but a rosy apple. Poor bird, give it some of your warm bread and milk. My mother, what a big bowlful, I'm afraid you gave me all the milk said Tilly, smiling over the nice steaming supper that stood ready for her. I've had plenty, dear. Sit down and dry your wet feet, and put the bird in my basket on this warm flannel. Tilly peeped into the closet and saw nothing there but dry bread. Mother's given me all the milk and is going without her tea, cause she knows I'm hungry. Now I'll surprise her and she shall have a good supper too. She is going to split wood and I'll fix it while she's gone. So Tilly put down the old teapot, carefully poured out a part of the milk, and from her pocket produced a great plummy bun that one of the school children had given her and she had saved for her mother. 
A slice of the dry bread was nicely toasted, and the bit of butter set by for her put on it. When her mother came in, there was the table drawn up in a warm place, a hot cup of tea ready, and Tilly and Bertie waiting for her. Such a poor little supper, and yet such a happy one, for love, charity, and contentment were guests there. And that Christmas Eve was a blither one than that up at the great house, where a light shone, fires blazed, a great tree glittered, and music sounded as the children danced and played. We must go to bed early, for we've only wood enough to last over tomorrow. I shall be paid for my work the day after, and then we can get some, said Tilly's mother as they sat by the fire. If my bird was only a fairy bird, and would give us three wishes, how nice it would be. Poor dear, he can't give me anything, but it's no matter, answered Tilly, looking at the robin, who lay in the basket with his head under his wing, a mere little feathery bunch. He can give you one thing, Tilly, the pleasure of doing good. That is one of the sweetest things in life, and the poor can enjoy it as well as the rich. As her mother spoke with tired hands, softly stroking her little daughter's hair, Tilly suddenly started and pointed to the window, saying in a frightened whisper, I saw a face, a man's face, looking in. It's gone now, but I truly saw it. Some traveler attracted by the light, perhaps? I'll go and see. And Tilly's mother went to the door. No one was there. The wind blew cold, the stars shone, the snow lay white on field and wood, and the Christmas moon was glittering in the sky. "'What sort of face was it?' asked Tilly's mother, coming back. "'A pleasant sort of face, I think, but I was so startled I didn't quite know what it was like. "'I wish we had a curtain there,' said Tilly. "'I like to have our light shine out in the evening, when, for the road is dark and only just here, "'and a twinkle of our lamp is pleasant to people's eyes as they go by.' We can do so little for our neighbors. I'm glad to cheer the way for them. Now put these poor old shoes to dry and go to bed, dearie. I'll come soon. Tilly went, taking her bird with her to sleep in his basket nearby, lest he should be lonely in the night. Soon the little house was dark and still, and no one saw the Christmas spirits at their work that night. When Tilly opened the door next morning, she gave a loud cry, clapped her hands, and then stood still, quite speechless with wonder and delight. There, before the door, lay a great pile of wood, all ready to burn. A big bundle and a basket with a lovely nosegay of winter roses, holly and evergreen tied to the candle. Oh, mother, did the fairies do it? cried Tilly, pale with her happiness as she seized the basket, while her mother took in the bundle. Yes, dear, the best and dearest fairy in the world, called Charity. She walks abroad at Christmas time, does beautiful deeds like this, and does not stay to be thanked answered her mother with full eyes as she undid the parcel. There they were, the warm, thick blankets, the comfortable shawl, the new shoes, and best of all, a pretty winter hat for Bessie. The basket was full of good things to eat, and on the flowers lay a paper saying, for the little girl who loves her neighbor as herself. Mother, I really think my bird is a fairy bird, and all these splendid things came from him, said Tilly, laughing and crying with joy. It really did seem so, for, as she spoke, the robin flew to the table, hopped to the nosegay, and perching on the roses, began to chirp with all his little might. The sun streamed in on flowers, bird, and happy child, and no one saw a shadow glide away from the window. No one ever knew that Mr. King had seen and heard the little girls the night before, or dreamed that the rich neighbor had learned a lesson from the poor neighbor. And Tilly's bird was a fairy bird, for by her love and tenderness to the helpless thing, she brought good gifts to herself, happiness to the unknown giver of them, and a faithful little friend who did not fly away. 
but stayed with her till the snow was gone, making summer for her in the winter time. I love that story. It's so good. It gives a good lesson on what we should really be focused on at Christmas. Should we be focused on the gifts that we get? Or more on what's on the inside in our heart? Should we be focused more on having gifts and having fun? Or on helping other people and animals, no matter what the cost? Now, the song. This song is brought to you by the Eden Symphony Orchestra. At least, the instrumental part of it is. The singing part? That's me. I'm kind of nervous, but don't worry, I'm a good singer. I hope you enjoy it. On the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love sent to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the third day of Christmas, my true love sent to me three French hens, two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me six geese a laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five golden My true love sent to me eight maids and milk and seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me nine ladies dancing, eight maids and milk and seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five. And a partridge in a pear tree On the tenth day of Christmas My true love sent to me Ten lords a-leaping Nine ladies dancing Eight maids of milk And seven swans a-swimming Six geese a-laying Five golden rings Four calling birds Three French hens Two turtle doves And a partridge in a pear tree On the eleventh day my true love sent to me eleven pipers piping, ten lords a lipping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids of milk, and seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love.
sent through me. Twelve drummers drumming, eleven pipers piping, ten lords a leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids of milk, and seven swans a swimming, six kiss a lay, and five golden rings. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves. poem, The Twelve Days of Christmas, first appeared in the 1780 children's book Mirth Without Mischief, but nobody knows the original compiler of this book. There are a lot of works in this book. You know it's actually been nicknamed the most annoying Christmas carol, and yet it's still sung during the holiday season, probably because it's so annoying, don't you think? Here's a fun fact, there is a total of 184 birds in this Christmas carol. That's funny, right? And last but not least, the Christmas poem. It is called, Twas the Night Before Christmas. You've probably heard of it. Twas the Night Before Christmas by Clement Clark Moore. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads, and Mom and her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen slow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer? With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky, so up to the housetop the coursers they flew, with the sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof, the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my hand and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes how they twinkled, his dimples how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke had encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work, and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk, and laying his finger aside of his nose, and giving a nod up to the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his dean gave a whistle, and 
away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. I love that poem. I Oh, it's so good. I just love it. It's ah. So, we've reached the end of this Christmas bonus episode. Did you like it? I hope you did. I really enjoyed recording everything. Please come back next week when we will hear a special episode, All Jingles. This time for real. Remember to send them in. Today we have different thankfuls to give, so we have different people to say thank you to. First up, to Chris Terry at Gen Z Media for allowing me to use his Christmas music as background music in this episode. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Um, Gen Z Media is a place where they have like a lot of podcasts, so if you really like podcasts, go check them out. There's something for everybody. Second, to Hymns and Carols of Christmas for letting me copy the story, Tilly's Christmas, to read it. Next, to Google for finding me the lyrics of the song, The Twelve Days of Christmas. And last but not least, to Teacher Vision, also for allowing me to copy and paste onto the document the poem that we read. Big, big, big thanks to everyone who listens and helps me along. I couldn't do this without you. I probably could, but still, nice to have you along for the ride. I'll see you next week, and after that, in February. Maybe March, though. Phew, that's done. That was an amazing episode. Thanks for sticking through the song with me. And for those of you who didn't, go back and listen to it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Bye!